This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. You're now listening to the Destination Debbie Podcast. I present your host, Ray Garvin, the creator of Destination Debbie, and your go-to source for all things Debbie and college football. Hey, what is going on, big dog? This is um, we haven't done a show together in a while, man. And uh, yes, sir. I'm, ex- I'm excited for this one. Uh, we are going to do a, a five round super flex tight end premium rookie mock draft. And this was just a crazy idea that we had driving home from work that we are going to do this live with our patrons. So this is not some computer generated, uh, you know, mock draft exercise that's going on. Like we actually have real people from the destination, Debbie, Patreon, patreon.com forward slash all gas dynasty, Debbie, rookie draft, NFL draft, degenerate nuts, sickos that are in this group talking football 24 seven. So we're actually going to get some real picks and, and we got this thing set up to where you'll be able to follow us on our draft board, see some of the comments that are popping off uh, on the side from the patrons. But Jay, how you doing, man? What do you think about this exercise right now? This is um, this is the epitome of just freeloading. We're just going for it. We're like we're doing a mock. We're going for it. We're getting these crazy patrons involved. So at this point, anything could happen. Honestly, yeah, we had we had slight technical difficulties but we're back in the building and we are not going to delay because I have not given my sort of uh, evaluation on these rookie class yet so as we go through this exercise we'll stop every couple of picks every like six picks we'll go through half a round kind of talk about the selections or maybe we'll finish a round talk about the selections and then go to the next round so uh, you ready to, uh, to kick this mock off I think the, the patrons are ready <laughs> yes, sir. I see the ready. comments flooding in. Yeah. They're born ready always. They're, they're ready. So we are going to uh, we're going to kick off this. And once again, super flex tight in premium. Let's say 1.5, 1.5 tight in premium, super flex rookie mock draft. Five rounds snake. Let's be And Y'all only got 30 seconds to pick. So don't spend all damn day. Let's go. Let's get it, baby. 101 should be an easy, an easy selection here at 101. Let's see. And I know there's a <laughs> stop posting. They're already going crazy. <laughs> They're Thank already. God. And it looks like at the 101, are we going to have a timeout? Are we really about to have a time? No. Okay. Don't. There we All go. All right. There we All go. All right. Chalky off the board. Trevor Lawrence. All right, BGC. Take my guy. What are you doing at Justin Fields? Goes at the, okay, and remember, chalk. this is a podcast, Jay. Okay. You went Trey, Trey Lance. All right. Easy but chalk. Easy chalk. Uh, let's see what our boy Adam does here at the 104. So 101, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields at the 102 spot. Trey Lance comes off the board. Jordan Richards takes him at 103. And we're down to 12 seconds. And it looks are like... Are we going to see Kyle Pitts here? We are, is, going are you to thinking have, Kyle Pitts? Uh, I'm going to pause it to give this guy time. He asked to be a part of this exercise, and he's not here. Where is Adam? Adam is ruining. This is what happens when exercise. you rely on other people. This is what I told well, you. That's why we I love do. the patrons, but 
That's why I do a solo podcast. That is why I do a solo podcast because I don't want to have to rely on other people who say they want to be a part of this exercise and don't show up. So we're about to have an auto draft here at the 104, but I do think that it's probably going to be the right selection. So let's resume the draft and give him another 30 seconds to go here. And all right, there he goes. Najee Harris. Najee Harris at 104. My man Michael is up at the 105 spot. What are we doing? 105. Tight end premium, super flex, rookie mock draft. And Jamar Chase comes off of the board. Chase is gone. ETN at the 106. Okay. A tier two player. There goes Kyle Pitts at 107. Let's see what we got at the one. And I'm picking 111. I'm picking 111 in this in this exercise. Uh, I like it hard, baby. I like, oh, Devonta Smith, 108. Bold. I like it. Bold. Jalen Waddle, 109. Zach Wilson, 110. And now I'm I'm good Damn. here. I'm, I'm good here. You're feeling I'm good? Going, yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm going to go ahead and take my RB 2-3 uh, in the class. Let's go Javante Williams at the 111. And we'll recap the first round after after we get done. I was um I'm a little I'm a little interested. All right, pause, pause draft. Boom. So for those of you not watching, first round, super flex, tight end premium, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, Najee Harris, Jamar Chase, first five picks off the board. Jordan. How are you feeling about those first five picks? Superflex format. Chase and Harris after the the three quarterbacks. That is my top five. Um, Right now, I have Trey Lance, Justin Fields, basically neck and neck. I think if you want to choose between those two guys, more than welcome to take Lance at two, more than welcome to take Fields at two. Um, But I do prefer to have Najee Harris and Chase at four or five, even over Kyle Pitts in a one and a half premium. I would really only consider it if we're talking about a two-point premium, um, which we talk about a lot, the difference between a two-point premium and a one-and-a-half. This is a a one-and-a-half. So I'm still waiting on Kyle Pitts until 106, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, and I I talked about this on the Fantasy Pros uh, Dynasty pod yesterday with Kyle Yates. I think there's, I I do think there's a conversation at 101. You know, I, I can see all three of these guys, depending on which league you're in, going at the top of the draft. I think Fields' landing spot in Chicago is outstanding. We know Trey Lance in San Francisco, and then Trevor Lawrence, we've known that he's going to be in damn Jacksonville for two years now. So however you want to slice those three, I think that's the right call. Um, Najee Harris at four, love it. Jamar Chase at five, can't argue it. You know, any any thought to Zach Wilson here in the top five? I mean, super flex format. Quarterbacks are extremely valuable. You're talking about the second overall pick in the draft. Any thought for you of taking of taking Zach Wilson here um, inside the top five, man? I don't think I would. Uh, Zach Wilson I have at 106 in my Superflex ranking. So he, he's right there. So if you want to make that decision, maybe you have a need at quarterback. Uh, I would consider going that, that direction. But as far as kind of in a vacuum, as far as how I feel about their talent, Najee Harris, RB1, Chase, the definitive wide receiver one for me, just ahead of Zach Wilson in my rankings right now. All right, so let's talk about the, the the middle part of this draft. We saw ETN at 106, Pitts 107, Devonta Smith 108, and then Jalen Waddle 109. ETN over Williams, uh, ETN over Pitts, ETN over Wilson. How are you feeling about that pick in particular at Travis ETN at 106? I feel okay about it. Um, not over Pitts. I think if you're talking about a premium, Pitts should be the guy there for sure. But I really don't hate it. I know you and I have had a lot of discussions about these running backs, about these back-end wide receivers. For me, Etienne, if you want him at 107, more than happy with that. Like I said, Wilson's my 106 guy as far as my rankings go. But I'm curious your thoughts on Wilson. We saw him go off the board at 110. Um, would you put him up there, or are you fully on board with Etienne at kind of 106, Pitts 107? No, I would not have taken ETN here. I'm taking, and and the thing is, I know this individual, and we've had this conversation uh, in in the Discord. In the premium, I I, I mean, 
hell, even if it was just standard PPR, well, probably standard PPR, I'd take the running back. But uh, one and a half receptions for tight ends. I'm taking Kyle Pitts here right after Jamar Chase. I think he's probably at least the third at worst, third best non-quarterback position player uh, in that draft that we saw, highest drafted tight end of all time. I- I'm taking him before Travis Etienne. Yeah, you know, Zach Wilson, I think this was a steal to get him at 110, to be honest with you. Um, I fully anticipated Devonta Smith falling to like 111. That's why I kind of strategically did that um, because I thought I was going to be able to double up on Smith and, and maybe another player here in the second. Uh Comes off a little earlier than I thought. I, I would probably, I love Devontae Smith, but I'm probably taking the quarterback uh, over Devontae Smith. Kind of pissed me off that I don't get him. And the fact that Devontae Williams falls to 111, my goodness. Uh, the worst pick in this draft to me, and I'll let you pick what, what you think, is, ugh, I I think Waddle at 109 is is a little too aggressive for me. I'm not taking Waddle over Javonta Williams or Zach Wilson. I don't believe. Um, you know, it's it's hard to call the number six overall pick bad, like the worst pick. But I just I'm not taking Waddle at 109. See, for me, I think the worst pick is probably still Etienne. Um, it, it's just how I feel about him. I, I'm not the biggest fan of Etienne. I think there's a clear difference there. But I could totally see the case for Smith. Um, I know that you love Smith, but I have seen Smith. You know, he's a guy who goes right about 112 in a lot of super flex leagues, sometimes even behind Mac Jones, who didn't go in the first round, which I fully endorse. Not everyone does. I don't even think you would necessarily endorse that. But I'm okay with the Waddle pick there. I think it's a little bit generous for his ADP, but I definitely still think he's worth close to that selection, maybe a little high, especially over Wilson. But I think if you want to take him over Javante, I don't hate it. All right, let's go to, let's start round two. Let's get back to round two. And uh, <laughs> the chat, you're the worst pick. <laughs> Gotta love him, man. Resume the draft. Let's get it popping at the 201. This is a snake draft. Again, super flex tight end premium. Let's go. Let's see what comes off the board at 201. Still a lot of good players left on the draft board. And my man is thinking thinking and Rashad Bateman comes off the board which leaves me with a very easy selection here boom Mac Jones at the 202 spot money super flex sign me up Mac Jones at at 202 let's see what the Zach Wilson manager does here with his second round get the stack baby get the stack you know you want to do it okay okay and oh. she goes Trey oh. Sermon. The disappointment. Okay. Uh, the disappointment. It's like watching porn and not finishing, man. Just waste of time. <laughs> wasting time. Terrace oh, Marshall. Terrace Marshall comes off the board at 204. I mean, had a just, nice debate about Terrace Marshall. Terrace Mar- yeah, we had a nice debate about uh, Terrace Marshall. And the Devonta Smith manager is here. The clock is ticking. He doesn't know what to do. He's panicking. Good selection. Oh, Lord have mercy. St. Brown, I love it. This draft is just off the rails, man. Are you kidding me? You don't like it? What are you guys doing to me? You're breaking my heart. You don't like it? You're breaking my heart. Everyone in here knows, knows the problem with this draft right now. And they're willingly breaking my heart. But it's okay. When he he comes off the board. Where is Tony at 206? Oh, no, we can't. Guys, trade. make your damn guys. Play. Let's see. McNutted, I believe in you. I believe Mc, in you. Is I know you can do it. Do it. Get it What's done. What's he gonna do here at two oh seven? Get it done. Tight end premium. Oh. Pat Fryermuth, good pick. Oh I like God. it. Smart. Savvy. Oh my goodness, nice manager. Savvy. And Michael oh Carter. My go- at oh my goodness. This is. Uh, oh my goodness. It's and we're going five oh rounds. Goodness. It's going to be so gross at oh the beginning, my at the end of this thing. And there, there he goes, go. Elijah. Moore, there he goes. That's After what all were, that time, that's what you were waiting for. After you were all this time, your guy. Now you're on the clock. So don't, I know. Who are you I'm taking at two ten? Who are you taking? At uh, the if I got no spot? time to think, I think this is the guy I'm going for. This is my late wow. second round target, uh, Mari Rogers. Wow. Big fan. Uh, like his game, obviously like his mm. landing spot. So that's mm. that's the guy I'd be targeting with those guys off the board mm. right now. Amari mm. Rodgers at 210. All right, Snake, Justin Fields' owner, manager had to Diami. wait a minute. Deami Brown. 
And then the 101 is back on the clock. Nico. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, pop, boy. Pop, let's <laughs> the draft has gone off the rails already. It has gone off the rails. So the first mistake was not selecting Mac Jones. Mac Jones. I mean, oh. quarterback, super flex, New England Patriots. Oh. I, I called it. One first I, offense. I I listened I listed it off on the Fantasy Pro show. I believe it was October twenty fifth, twenty twenty, four twenty eight p.m. I said Mac Jones is going to look great in the Patriots uniform, and I was laughed off at of Twitter. I was laughed off at of Twitter, and he lands in he lands in he lands in New England. And if there's any team that I trust to develop immobile statute quarterbacks New England made Matt Castle a 50 million dollar quarterback he made Jimmy Garoppolo a 100 million dollar quarterback I mean Mac Jones is way more talented than Matt Castle and I think he's better than Jimmy Garoppolo so uh, for me to get him at 202 I thought that was a fantastic spot Trey Sermon at 203 at least it wasn't the first round you know yeah Uh, I can't do it. Can't uh, do I'm it. I'm probably not doing that. Uh, Terrace Marshall at 204. No argument. Amon Ra at 205. Savvy. Love it. Savvy? Lo- love it. Ooh. Absolutely love it. Amon Ra St. Brown Old. is competing with Khalif Raymond, Tom Kennedy, uh, Quintez Cephas, Brashad Perryman and Tyrell Williams. If if Amon Ross St. Brown can't lead that team in targets as a rookie, I, I'd be shocked. I am all over St. Brown. This is an aggressive draft choice that will pay off for Ja Mo's. I, I, I love it, man. There is Tony at 206. I don't hate it. A little I early. It. I don't hate it. Uh, I, I, I've seen Kadarius Tony being taken in the third. I think that's insane. Uh, don't hate it. Don't love it. Pat Fryermuth at 207. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. 55th overall pick. Pittsburgh, even if it doesn't happen this year, he's the tight end of the future. So to get uh, this caliber of tight end, whereas in any other draft class, Pat Fryermuth would it be the unquestioned number one. Uh, I thought this was a hell of a pick. Love Fryermuth here. Michael Carter at 208. Fine, I get it. I'm not taking him. Could over be RB one. Could be RB one, and in, 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 in New so. York, he could be. I don't. I don't, so. I don't love it. It's better than Trey Sermon. Let Let's just be clear. Like, if you're getting that little bit of value, at least you're getting the value. Mm. But not over Elijah Moore. Not not Elijah over pick Moore. Thirty four draft. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it, like you guys are taking a fourth round selection over pick 34 in the draft. Please, someone explain that to me. Please, someone explain that to me. You're saying you could lead the team in targets. That's fine, but... It's, it's just, the running back thing, man. That. It's the running, you know, people just, it's running back love, man. People love running backs. And, you know, the Jets were a spot that a running back needed to land in. And we got one in Michael Carter. So there you go. Michael Carter at 208, Elijah Moore at 209. You took Amari Rodgers at 210. Aggressive. Explain yourself. Really? Ha- have you ha- have you seen him go in drafts much later? Like, I th- it's a little aggressive based on what I've seen, but for me, that's about where I'm I'm targeting him. Is I've seen him, I've drafted him at two twelve, I've drafted him at three two, so a little bit later, a couple picks. But if I'm in a spot here, I'm definitely not taking Dami Brown uh, over Amari Rogers because I just like the spot better. Definitely not taking Nico Collins. I don't care if he's the number one in Houston. We don't even know who their quarterback he's, is right he's now. He's not the number one in Houston. People need to stop. <laughs> well, he's not. People think he's he not. could be. You know, whatever to each their own um my next target you know we'll see if he comes back with the next pick but i want to know your thoughts especially because we didn't even talk about him is your boy we didn't talk about your boy rondell moore going 112 um, oh yeah. that's one of the hardest draft spots for me right now is 112 2 1 and 2 2 right there when you're talking about rondell moore rashad bateman elijah moore and Terrace marshall in kind of that same tier where yeah. do you feel how do you feel about those guys and kind of how did you feel about how this draft kind of played out in my rankings, I got more at 13, so that essentially would be pick 201. And if it were Snake, it wouldn't matter. Whether I took him at 12, I would have took Mac Jones, Rondell Moore. That's what I would have done. I would have gone Rondell Moore, Mac Jones, Mac Jones, Rondell Moore at the turn. Uh, I think he's either the 112, 201, at the worst 202 in super flex drafts. And in one quarterback drafts, he's a first rounder. So um, I like Ronda. I'm fine with Rondell Moore at 112. 
Nico at two twelve just seems uh, aggressive. Aggressive. <laughs> to right. use your word, aggressive. Yeah. Let's get it popping. Round three. I gotta Let's find go my back to pick. it. Let's go. Round three. It is. It is dirty season now. We are. We are. We are in. The, we are in the filth of the twenty twenty one rookie class, and we've got Hunter Long, tight end three off the board. Tight end. Brandon's gonna take my guy. I know it. He's gonna take my guy. That. There he goes. Good pick. Damn. I, so it's the spot Long, I don't. Hunter Long at three hundred one. Kellen Mond at three hundred two. Jay Rich. Hey, can we up. discuss this pick? Can we can we pause this and discuss it? No, we've talked about it. Make your pick. You got 14 seconds. Stop mm, fill the bus train. Make your fucking pick. All right, fine. I'll go this oh, route. I don't wow. I don't love it. Wow. I don't love it. Yeah, I don't that, love it. That's Davis Mills. Yuck. I don't love it. I don't you love shouldn't. it. You shouldn't. You should I don't. Adam. I don't. You're 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 up. I know this is you know, I know this is a hard commitment to be a part of a show, to make the show run. And there he goes. There he goes. Kyle Trask at 304. So we saw three quarterbacks go off of the board. Super flex. Got to play the format. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I don't love it. Don't Just like it. in the real NFL, man. I mean, what do you do, man? I mean, it's I'd, and this is the bind for me. This is the worst spot. This middle of the third is the spot I hate the most. In rookie drafts right now it's a spot i want to trade out of because there's guys i like but not necessarily at these draft picks so i'm curious how these guys navigate this because in all the rookie mocks i've done i just can't find a valuation i like for any of these guys the drop off in talent is just too big Brevin yeah, Jordan. we've seen we've seen three more uh, skill position, four more skill possession players come off of the board since Kyle Trask, Dwayne Eskridge at three hundred five, Chuba Hubbard at three six, Brevin Jordan three seven, Gainwell three eight, Tylen Wallace three nine, and Ramondre Stevenson three ten. And I am on the clock, and since I'm controlling the clock, I'm going to pause it. So I can look and see who I feel like taking because uh, that's that's what you do, man. That's that's what I can do play when your, I'm play running. your own rules. When I'm running the show, let me take a let me take a old, let me peruse around the old queue. Yeah, there we go. And see uh, see what we got popping while everybody else has to pick in thirty seconds. This is this is a tough spot because it it's there. There's nobody left. There's no, there's and nobody we talked left. about Ramondre as just like a late third target because why not? Like, and that New England, um, that New England backfield is just terrible. So why can't he just be another guy who emerges from the pack? And and the cost is so minimal, right? Yeah, yeah. You went uh, Elijah. Listen, yeah, I went Elijah Mitchell. All right, pause, pause, pause. Let's talk about this disgusting third round. Hunter this Long, three hundred one. I like it. I mean, I, I think this signals if you're a Mike Gusecki truther, this probably does not bode well for Gusecki. I don't believe they picked up his fifth year option. I don't believe. I don't believe. Uh, drafting Hunter Long when they did, I think he was a uh, what was Hunter Long? Second round pick, third round pick. I think he's going to be. I think it was. A, I think it was a second rounder. Shit. I don't and remember Gusecki? I don't think was a first rounder. Who Gusecki? Four years. Yeah, Gasicki yeah. was a fourth. You wouldn't rounder. have a fifth year option. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Well, they haven't extended him, so goodbye, Mike Gasicki, if he doesn't produce this year. Hello, Hunter Long, Kellen Mond. Uh, listen, we we've discussed him in the in the in the in the Patreon. We've discussed him on film breakdowns. The tools and the talent are there. Kirk Cousins is signed through 2022, so essentially Mond doesn't have to play for two years. And that's the perfect situation for Kellen Mond. He doesn't need to step on the field this year. Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback, but you know after his contract wears off, they're going to move forward. And I think Kellen Mond is in a situation to show the Minnesota coaching staff that he could potentially be the QB of the future. So I love it at 302. Davis Mills. Terrible pick. It was my pick and it was a terrible pick. I because like I mentioned, everyone even after this, I don't I don't want any of them on my rosters. Davis Mills could maybe be the week one starter. Maybe, you know, we don't know what's gonna happen in Houston, but it's probably still gonna be Tyrod. So unless Davis yeah. Mills somehow beats him out, it's it's just not a great pick. But even when you look at next pick, 304, Kyle Trask, he's not playing until Brady retires. Brady may play till 45. He may play till 46. We don't know. So both of those guys need to it's sit. It's kind of a situation. 
all three of those quarterbacks need to sit. And I think what you're hoping for is the moment they touch the field, like the moment Kyle Trask is announced the starter, whenever that is, the moment Kellen Mond is announced the starter for whenever that is, their value skyrockets. And at that point in time, if you don't believe in the talent, trade the asset, right? Uh, Dwayne Eskridge at 3-5, I like it. I mean, second round pick, tethered to a Hall of Fame quarterback. He's a speedster. Russ likes to throw the deep ball. A lot of people shit on Dwayne Eskridge. I don't hate it, especially in the... Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma money spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash win money. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Third round. Give me that. Chuba Hubbard. Did I not call this Jay Rich for for months? Like I was like, like, Chuba in Carolina is a perfect fit. Carolina needs a backup running back to Christian McCaffrey. Chuba Hubbard on his own with a healthy Christian McCaffrey will be worthless for you in fantasy. But if something were to happen to Christian McCaffrey, you've got one of the highest, if not the highest valued backup running back in football. And here at 3-6, love it. Beautiful, 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 beautiful. Great selection. Brevin Jordan at 3-7. I know a lot of people are tripping because he was like tied in 50 off the board. All he's got to compete with is Jordan Aiken. So... Make it happen, Brevin Jordan. Fucking make it happen. Kenny Gainwell, Tylen Wallace, Ramondre Stevenson, Elijah Mitchell, and Anthony Schwartz were off of the board next. Uh, to round out the third, anybody in there that you're really just like, and I love the Elijah Mitchell pre-draft. That running back room is extremely crowded. I know they don't have anybody signed after this season besides Mitchell and Trey Sermon. But any of these picks, I see a lot of people pumping up Tylen Wallace. I want no nothing to do I with don't Tylen get Wallace. It. I, why? I, why? Uh, Gainwell, if he can get through Boston Scott, sure. Sixth-round pick, right? How much do they really believe in the guy? That's that's the problem. I think Mitchell was the same, right? He's a sixth-round pick. Um, I'm hoping he gets cut and he ends up somewhere else in Atlanta, um, you know, even in Miami, like a place where he could potentially find carries, right? Uh, yeah. I do like Mitchell. I do like Schwartz, uh, but Schwartz is more of a scheme fit. He fits that yeah. offense really well. He's a deep ball guy that they just don't have. In best ball, sure, draft him with your last pick. But in fantasy, you know, he's going to be a boomer bust guy. He's going to boom on your bench. You're not really going to be able to start him. But I like the talent. If the opportunity presented itself, then maybe we see something. All right, so we're kicking off the fourth. Tutu Atwell comes off of the board. And I'm up, and I have no clue what to do. I, I, I am in panic mode right now. Severe panic mode. Oh, Is gosh. he going to pause it? No. Is he going to pause it? <laughs> no. Larry Roundtree. Larry Roundtree at 402. Sneaky the next spot. Joshua Kelly? Are you calling it? Listen, man, Kelly looked stank last year. So, I mean, he looks so stank. I'm spitting on the screen. He looks stank. So, if Roundtree can come in and show any semblance of life, he's probably the RB2 there. Javion Hawkins at 403. Trey McKitty at 44. Tight end premium. Don't hate it. Oh, Chris, Chris Evans. Evans. I forgot. I fucking forgot. God damn it. This guy's stealing my picks, man. McNutt, what are you doing? Ooh, Smith, Merced, that's your guy. That's that's my dude, man. That's your guy. Jamar Jefferson at 408. Tamari on Terry came off at 46. Wolf. Woof. But I, just, I mean it's the I fourth round. It's the I fourth. Can't with him, man. At this point, That's we're just tough, talking about the players. Tough. I mean, we're just we're just drafting now. We're just talking about the play. Khalil Herbert. Oh my God. Oh, this Daz is that's Newsom. my guy, Daz Newsome. I know it's ugly. Fourth round gets ugly. Buddy, oh, there goes that Dokes guy. All right, pause. Let's 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 briefly. 
Austin Watkins, the best pick in this round, the best pick was Chris Evans. And my pick. No. Roundtree. No. My, my two, no. Those two no, picks no, were the best. No, my no, pick no, 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 no. and Chris Evans. No. Larry Roundtree at 402 uh, to be the backup to Austin Eckler and potentially, the you know, get carries right away. The power and, back. Well, that's what they need. And Chris Evans is going to be the backup running back and potentially get some pass catching work in Cincinnati. He will supplant Samaj P. Ryan. Don't worry about that. Who do you. The, Tutu Atwell. Here's my thing. I don't hate it. Listen, everyone's crapping on Tutu Atwell because the Rams. He's but the Rams 150. Spent the, they spent the second round pick on the dude, man. I just. Listen, Matt Stafford, big arm, throw deep. You got a bunch of underneath receivers. In best ball, I think I want Tutu, man. I, I, I'm i not out on Tutu Atwell. I mean, we can say what we want, but the NFL said he's a second. He went. He was drafted before Terrace Marshall. He was drafted before Armin Ross St. Brown. Multiple rounds. To get that player at 4-1, he's worth the shot, man. I think that was the best. That's probably the best pick in the draft. Best pick in this round is Tutu Atwell. I love the call. What, what are your thoughts on some of these guys here? Uh, you know, Javion Hawkins, undrafted free agent. Tamari Terry, undrafted free agent. Jamar Jefferson, damn near undrafted. This Dokes guy. I, I mean, what, what are your thoughts on this round? So I'm totally with you on Tutu. I think getting a second round pick there is just great value like you can't get a second round pick in the fourth round of a rookie draft very often um i would like to talk about amir smith marset because of his versatility right he's going to a vikings offense that only has three playmakers dalvin cook um adam thielen and justin jefferson we can talk about irv smith you know people like him i'm iffy on it we'll see what happens with him with uh, Irv smith like Irv. but like amir smith marset he's going to make an immediate impact in the return game he can return punts he can return kicks very very well he's great in the screen game he's great underneath and he can still go deep so i just think he provides another weapon to that offense and there and he should easily become that wide receiver three in minnesota now if you aren't familiar with the system minnesota's wide receiver three not very productive but i love a player that can walk into a system and be a wide receiver three daz newsome situ- similar situation uh, Anthony Miller is the wide receiver three right now on Chicago. They just drafted Justin Fields, but there's already talks of Anthony Miller potentially being traded. So if Daz Newsom can step into that slot role and take it over as the wide receiver three, again, you may see some value, some production for a rookie in that Chicago Bears offense. Not great, but not terrible. You know, there's some value there. All right, you ready to round this out so that we can just kind of talk about this? Let these guys I have get back no to idea who I'm taking. All right, I've got some, I've got some, I've got some picks teed up. So let's see. I'm pretty sure nobody knows what they're going to do right here. I've got some guys lined up that I'm excited. God, I like that damn pick, it. though. That first pick Son was good. Of a, God, Cornell Powell, five one, Kenny Bo. Those are two guys I had teed up. Uh, Powell, Kansas City, Uboa. Tight end, New York Jets. I like both of those picks here. Where are you going, Jay? 12 seconds. The pressure's on. Where are you going? No, no Gray. Gray. The you're, just, you're, just, you're just reaching here at this point. You don't even know who that is. Travis Kelsey's backup. Yeah, you have Trust no me. clue who. He, he, you have, he's no, I'm he's not what, 32? Samis Reyes. We, we can't talk about Samis Reyes, though. He's, he's still uh, I don't even know who that he's is. He's Destination uh, Debbie patron only right now. Okay. Well, I don't no talk clues. about Sammy's race. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't. I didn't even know who that was. Marquez Stevenson, five five. Seth Williams, five six. What a fall from grace! Remember all you analytics people who told me age adjusted. He broke out early. He's going to be a top pick. Gets picked in the fifth round. Didn't work. Didn't work. Did not work. Let's see what my man does. Uh, to have Kyle Pitts. If this were my rookie draft, I would hate it. Pitts, Tony, Brevin, Jordan, Tamari on Terry. And That's he, awful. His, his time is up, and he gets stuck with Kylan Hill. All right, let's Not see. What, what, oh, Simi Fahoko. I like it. I like it. I wasn't even thinking. Look, this. This is why you join the squad. The patrons know what's up. They. Pre, who's this? P. Williams. That Puka. Puka. Shy Smith. And uh, yeah, man. You up? I'm up. I'm gonna take the quarterback who's drafted in the fourth round. Nice. I'm going to take the quarterback who was drafted in the fourth round. I took Ian Book. And let's see who Mr. Irrelevant is here. I'm going to guess it's going to be Jared Patterson. Oh, <laughs> I just I think it's going to be Jared Patterson. Let's see who it is. Jared Patterson would be fine. Uh, Josh. Josh. Uh, 
Imor Borta Horta. That's the that's the rookie draft. So appreciate the patrons for dropping by. Jay, let's take a look at this board. So fifth round, love Cornell Powell, Kenny Boa. I think those are the two really good picks this round. Uh, uh, Noah Gray at 5'3", Reyes, 5'4", uh, Marquez Stevenson, Buffalo Bills, 5'5", five, five, Seth Williams, Kylan Hill, Simi, Puka, Shy, Ian, and Imohorta Bohorta at the five. It's a BB, 12. isn't it? Or a baby? I don't I think know. it's BB. I don't know. <laughs> what, are, what are your thoughts about best pick in the fifth round? Give it to me. It's me, right? No, it's not you. Come I would never on, get. Dude. Well, okay. You know what? To be to be fair to Ian Book, Ian Book is a lot better quarterback than we give him credit for. And Oof. if he's in the right system, we Oof. like the system in New Orleans. He is a fifth round rookie pick. If for some reason they say Ian Book, we love you. We love what you did last year. You know the playbook. You can run the offense. You just go out there and you just win us some football games. That could actually happen in 2021. That is a legitimate <laughs> possibility. It, it, it's no. Or, or sorry, in 2020, in 2022, in 2022. No, 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 no. You had it right. No, Ian Book's going to play this year somehow, some oh, way. Oh, okay. Ian Book whoa, is going to play. No, 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 some, not th- watch. Somehow, Taysom yeah. Hill is going to get hurt. Jameis is going to throw multiple picks, and Ian Book is going to find his way. I just. I'm destined to be haunted we'll see. because of our, I've got some Ian Book takes out there about how terrible he was in college. But, you know, uh, he's just winner, say, though. I want to say thank you to all the patrons that that dropped by. Um, really appreciate you uh, spending 40 minutes with us on this show. Uh, Jay, we're going we're gonna to talk about this a little bit. Right. So we're going to we're going to we're going to transition back. We're going to transition back to uh, to the uh, to the regular scene. And let's just talk about this. So. I mean, for me, and we're going to do a bunch of these. I mean, we're going to do these weekly. Hopefully, we get new participants to to get different kind of thoughts and opinions and flavors. But this was a tight end premium draft. And, you know, after, man, after like Pat Fryermuth, I'm fine with trading like everything. And he went 207 in this draft. Now, for me, I, I wouldn't have Kadarius Tony over Elijah Moore. But... I mean, I'd take him a couple picks later. I think he's still a second-round pick. I want Tony over uh, Amari Rodgers. I want Tony over Deami Brown and Nico Collins. You know, where are you at with – because Tony is such a polarizing player. You know, there was a point in time where everyone loved him, and then he started getting first-round buzz, and then everybody just shit on him and hated him, which I think was completely unfair uh, to Tony, like, what didn't he do? He did what he needed to do in his final season. He was a quarterback coming out of high school, performs well during the season, performs well at the senior bowl. Where are you at with Tony? He's a really polarizing player right now. I don't hate him. Don't love the fit, but I don't hate it, man. Uh, So I honestly think he's kind of just, if I can't get Elijah Moore, I'm probably going to go after Kadarius Tony because I think that what they do is very similar. I think Elijah Moore is a better player. I think he can do more. But when you talk about a guy like Elijah Moore, who I target around two, three in Superflex drafts, if I can get Tony, you know, two, eight, two, nine, two, ten, that's kind of where I'm at. And I just, I love the fit in New York. I think he can do what Sterling Shepard has done, but to a better degree, I think he's a better separator. He's faster. He's quicker. So it really just comes down to is can he clean up the drops a little bit? They talk about how he's not the best when it comes to man coverage, but he's going to play the slot. So who really cares? The late breakout. I'm not really too concerned about it. I think a team willing to take him in the first round. Okay, perfect. That shows some faith in a player that they really like. And as well, Urban Meyer said himself, he wanted Tony at 25. So if there's two GMs that wanted Tony in the top 25, I can probably afford to take him in the first or second, well, maybe not the first round, but in the second round of my rookie drafts, late second is kind of where I'm targeting him. And as far as to kind of go back to your cutoff point, for me, it's the, the end of the second. Like I, I talk about taking Kellen Mond, you know, 3-1, 3-2, if that's where I'm at. But if I got to take him at 2-10, 2-12, like after Amari Rogers, that's when I'm going after Kellen Mond. Like that's my next target. I don't mind Diami Brown, but Kellen Mond's definitely my next target. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. You don't mind those players, but somebody really wants them. And if somebody will trade me a 2022 first or a 2023 first for my 206, 207, 208, I'm doing that without even, like, no hesitation. Bye. It's gone. First class plane ticket out of here. Like, I'm making that move. 
every time. One of the things that really surprised me, and I just, Mac Jones falling out of the first, like that's not happening. Like he, if it does, and you're sitting at 201, 202, and Mac Jones is there, don't even think about it. You press draft. The first round quarterback, he's going to be, if New England could have pulled Cam Newton last year for any competent you know, backup quarterback, they would have done it. Jared, the fact that Jared Stidham couldn't replace what we saw out of Cam Newton last year lets you know how bad the quarterback situation in New England was. It, he stinks. He is a walking trash can with arms. He is horrible. He has no business seeing the field. He will make millions of dollars being a clipboard holder for the rest of his career. Mac Jones at the back of the first round should be an auto smash. And if I, I really considered until I saw Javonta Williams was still on the board, I was about to take him. I love Rondell Moore. I'm taking Mac Jones over Rondell Moore. I'm taking Mac Jones over Rashad Bateman. I'm taking Mac Jones, uh, you know, before the second round. I just, I, I think we got to get that shit out of our head now, man. I mean, he's going to be the quarterback for the next four to five years in New England. I don't know. I'm, I and and you know, I've given know you some pushback what? on you that. I've given you I I just don't I don't Jeez, believe man. in the ceiling, right? Like I know you think he can be a QB2. Like that's what great. What does that like, mean? What are you talking What? We know Mac we know Mac Jones doesn't run already, right? And as well, he's probably playing on a run first offense. So what like what does his ceiling kind of look like as a quarterback? Because we're talking about fantasy. We're not talking about real life. If we're talking about a quarterback that can win games, we can talk about Mac Jones. But in New England, on a team that is very stout on defense, that doesn't score a lot of points, is Mac Jones going to magically turn them into a legitimate offense that can score fantasy points over the long term? Like, do you actually believe that? Do you believe Bill Bill Belichick is going to learn how to draft wide receivers? Like, do you legitimately believe that? You guys, listen to me. <clears throat> listen to me. This this rationale from my man Jordan is exactly why league mates can be taken advantage of. Because we're basing future outcome on a past shit situation. I'm not... It, it, was was Tom Brady, and I'm not comparing Mac Jones to Tom Brady. You can go back to Jimmy Garoppolo. You can go back to Matt Castle. When you have a quarterback that can – Mac Jones, I, I think people get it twisted and think that he's some check down Charlie. He led the country in yards per pass attempt. He pushes the ball downfield. He holds five of Alabama's the, – of the top ten passing performances in the history of Alabama – Football, he holds five of those, five 400-plus-yard games. He is not a check down, Charlie. He pushes the ball downfield. This this notion that he can't – can he or will he be a top-five dynasty quarterback? Probably not. But will – could he be quarterback 10, quarterback 11? We're we're drafting Joe Burrow, quarterback 9, 10 now. We're drafting. But that's dra- okay. Okay, but hold up, hold up, hold up. Can I can I just interrupt you? Because we, this, the problem. This because the problem. Is, but on, the volume, though. We know. We know Joe Burrow's going to throw the ball six hundred times. We know that. How many times is Mac Jones going to throw the ball? You're like. No, I'm not saying that he can't. I'm not saying he can't throw the ball deep. I'm not saying he can't be an accurate passer. But the system he's currently in, you're saying he's on a check down Charlie. But that's how they built the offense previously. Maybe it will change. But we but we can't project for them to start airing it out in New England. We can't project that. Why can't if that's if why? Why not? Because for 20 years they haven't they haven't really done that. And they have the greatest quarterback of all time. Tom Brady threw a deep a little bit when he had to, when he had the weapons. To air it out to score fantasy points, man. You don't have to you don't have to drop back and throw Patrick Mahomes bombs to throw fantasy points. If you're accurate in the red zone and you score touchdown points and you consistently throw the ball to your receivers more than you throw your ball to the other team, you're gonna score points. And in today's NFL, there's a lot of offenses that design their passing attacks 
attack to get the ball out quickly to their playmakers' hands and let them do damage after the after the catch. This is one year. One year. One year. So next year, if the New England Patriots draft Garrett Wilson or Traylon Burks, and now you've got two stud tight ends paired with a stud wide receiver and a young ascending quarterback, you will be kicking yourself because you're basing what he could become on his current situation now, and you can't do that. I'm, and this is not just to you, man. Stop doing that, folks. We're seeing that with people talking about Najee Harris. Najee Harris is landing spot. Pittsburgh's offensive line stinks. The quarterback stinks. Do you know how quickly situations change in the NFL? The Kansas City Chiefs literally went from February having one of the worst offensive lines in football to today in May having one of the best offensive lines in football because of free agency and what they were able to do in the draft. Stop having this short-sighted approach to we only do that. And let me tell I'm just keeping it real. We only do that with players that we don't particularly care for because you allow your imagination to go to the moon for Justin Fields, Trey Lance, Trevor Lawrence, all these players. But then when you think about a player that you're not, even Kellen Mond, we sit here and talk about his ceiling, what Kellen Mond's ceiling is. Kellen Mond couldn't sniff what Mac Jones did in the SEC. Wasn't even comparable as prospects. But yet you will allow your mind, and not just you, just people, to imagine what this player can be because he can run around. If you're going to do it for one, do it for all of them. And if you're going to do it for Kellen Mond and do it for Kyle Trask and do it for Ian Book, who we just took in the fifth round, then damn it, give Mac Jones respect and credit for what he did in college and imagine if he is an efficient thrower of the football that is not turning it over that's delivering touchdown strikes that has an improved pass catching core his ceiling could be much higher than you're giving him credit for yeah and so my only issue with the examples you brought up and i love the kellen mon comparison because minnesota's offense isn't particularly prolific as an offense what the problem is is they have a few players that they use a lot and that's why they're fantasy producers but again it's it's not my problem with mac jones it's my problem with the new england system unless he's tom brady level efficient level productive is he going to be a fantasy quarterback that we actually want to start even in super flex leagues like that's that's really my only question you talk about jimmy garoppolo jimmy garoppolo got a contract but he we don't want to start him in fantasy we just don't jimmy garoppolo so, was on, when he started the what was it four or five games for tom brady he was on fucking fire fire and we were starting him with with confidence and happily when he was when he took over for for Tom Brady for those four or five games, we started Jimmy Garoppolo with full confidence, and because of those four to five games, we were drafting him damn early in dynasty superflex drafts the next season. But but should we have? This is the whole thing: is that we we've been we've already been proven that that was a bad idea. Even in San Francisco, where we actually like that system, we think it's a pretty good system for quarterbacks. He's still not worth anything. So. Is it's not that I don't like Mac Jones, but if Mac Jones in San Francisco, I'd be like, yeah, you know, pass friendly system. They run the ball a lot. Like, I just think that when it comes down to it, New England may be a team that every year they're running for 20 or 30 touchdowns. And that doesn't lend itself to a quarterback throwing for 30 or 40 touchdowns. That That's the only problem with Mac Jones is I think he's going to be fine. I think he could win them 10 to 12 games a year. But is he going to be a great fantasy producer? That That's really just where I stand Who would you rather have right now? England. Rather have right now. Jared Goff, Mac Jones. I would probably rather have Mac Jones. We know that most of us participate in two QB or super flex leagues, right? Yeah. So if you're taking your high-end quarterback, it's pretty good to have some stability on the back end as your second quarterback option, right? Player that can go out there and get you 21-22 a game, right? Yeah. Okay, take Mac Jones in the first round. All right, so let's talk about uh, Trey Sermon real quick. Uh, Sermon going 203, we kind of talked about that. I just, I think people are going to be let down, man. I, I'm telling you, it is it is like watching porn and not finishing. There, there's no point. There's no point. Like, I'm not taking Trey Sermon here over Terrace Marshall, over Amon Ross St. Brown, over Pat Fryermuth, and, and maybe over Pat. If, I, if I'm taking Sermon, I'm taking him to trade him. I'm taking him to trade him. And I did draft him in my most recent rookie draft. I've only had one so far. I took him at like 206, and I flipped him immediately. Like, immediately, he was off my team the same day. 
I just think that people are looking at this landing spot and they're like, it's wheels up Trey Sermon when I think it's wheels up Jeff Wilson. And how many times did we watch San Francisco last year and we started Jamichael Hasty and we started Raheem Mostert only for them to get to the goal line and Jeff Wilson gets three touchdowns, only for them to get in two-minute drills and they put in some random Kyle Juszczyk is catching passes. Like, Shanahan's rotating backs, man. And they got like five of them now. So I don't know, bro. Yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. And I'm, and maybe we'll never see it. Maybe we will. Like I have seen people say he's a good scheme fit. Uh, he could fit that offense really well. But for me, I just I'm willing to be wrong on that landing spot and definitely not willing to take him that high. 207, Um, I've seen him go around there. I don't mind it. Like you mentioned, you took him there. But that early, there's just no way. All those wide receivers you mentioned and even Pat for me, I'm taking him behind all those guys man and, and real quick back to Mac Jones so one of the comments says they will build around Jones especially because their division is becoming more offensively talented I think that's a, a, a good point as well you got to deal with Buffalo twice a year Miami's improved situation who's the other team in the AFC East uh, Buffalo Miami New England and the Jets and the Jets who actually have a pretty decent offense I thought they had a hell of a draft so they're yeah. going to have to score points. They're not going to be able to just line up in eye formation and slam the ball up the middle like they did with Corey Dillon and win. And Jay, we're going to we're going to get out of here. I don't feel like talking anymore. Um I want to do this again. Like I want to redo this, but I have to we had a glaring omission. And this is what happens when you don't have your list in front of you, when you don't have your your rankings, notion rankings, patreon.com forward slash all gas, get those rankings when you don't have them up. We completely missed Josh Palmer and Des Fitzpatrick. They went undrafted. Ooh. That was egregious. Yeah, that's that, bad. That's bad. That's bad. That, that's, that's horrible bad. for us. Both of those guys should Fourth have been round. somewhere. Easy. I'm thinking, for me, I'm fine taking Josh Palmer in the third, to be honest yeah. with you. I'd yeah. take Palmer over Davis Mills. I'd take him over Tylen Wallace. I, I want I want that. I mean, they, they picked him third round, day two draft capital, six foot four, 200 plus pounds, uh, performed well at the senior bowl, speed guy, tethered to Justin Herbert, and you've got Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. That's really it. I mean, we saw Tyron Johnson and the other guy, Jalen Guyton, score massive points. I'm fine taking Palmer in the third if I can get him. Yeah, I'm totally with you. Same situation with McKitty, right? Like there could be opportunity there. So that's why I love that tether to Justin Herbert. And it's just, yeah, I think I think you hit the right spot. Right around probably mid-third, late third. I'm totally fine with that pick. All right. Any any other burning draft thoughts? I mean, I know the podcast airwaves are flowing with uh, rookie mock takes, but I know y'all came here because y'all want the good shit, right? You want you want to know what Jay Rich and GQ have to say. So uh, I think we'll do this every week, man. This this worked out better than expected, right? Like you were all nervous about this, and it, it was good, right? No, it was good. I'm. I, thank you so much. Obviously, the patrons, man. They, they caused a stir. The chat was lit, as they say. Um, as and the I kids think say. that last, the last thing is Sammy Reyes, man. Don't don't sleep on that perfect RAS score. A ten out of ten on the relative athletic score. He is the new tight end Washington football team. Now they do have Logan Thomas. He is a developmental prospect. He's a former basketball player. He's 26 years old out of Chile. So what does that mean? It means you can pick him up off waivers after your rookie draft. So I would definitely do that. Don't sleep on his athleticism. And if you want to check him out, he was at the Florida Pro Day looking better than Kyle Pitts. There it is, man. We'll be back later this week. Trade show, Black Box show will be back popping next week. And uh, we're going to keep bringing y'all content all throughout the summer, all throughout the offseason. Y'all know what we do here at Destination Debbie. Get at us. Get with us. Follow Jordan. Follow me. Join the squad. We out of this thing. Peace. Peace.